If you're over the age of 50, you might recognize the verse that I'm going to share today. This is the second sermon in a series that we're doing called Seasons. Seasons. And and we talked last week, and, and you could go on the podcast. In fact, I encourage you to do this. If you weren't here last week, go to the podcast and at least listen to the last part because I told a story that is so important for you to hear, especially moms and dads. Your parent here today, you've got to hear that story that I told last week and you could check that out at, the, at our podcast. But we started this talking about seasons and Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says this, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Let me just say that again. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Of course, if you're over the age of 50, you might recognize that there was a group in 1965 that turned this into a song. Turn, turn, turn. You might have recognized some of the lyrics. And then the writer in Ecclesiastes goes on to list, watch this, 28 different seasons. 28 different seasons. He goes on the list in the following verses that follow verse 1. So if we look at our life as just days, right? Here's the, here's the problem. If we just look at our life as just days, what happens is one day just kind of bleeds into another day. And one day will bleed into another day, and you just kind of look at it as just this, this is a Monday, and then this is a, a Tuesday, and then this is a Wednesday, and the days just bleed into other days, and, and suddenly the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the months turn into years, and before you know it, decades go by. And they all just seem to blur, and they all just seem to look like the other one. And so we have to. Stop thinking of our life as just days and start thinking of our life as seasons, right? We're just, this is a season because when you begin to think of your life as a season, not just a day, not just a collection of days, but this is a season, then you could face that season with purpose. You know that there is a beginning and there is an end to seasons, this week, I was walking by uh, one of the bedrooms of my house several years ago. Uh, my wife and I, we bought a, a new house. And so when we moved in, right before we moved in, I painted the whole house. Me, who cannot do much of anything, painted the entire house. And I was so proud of the paint job. And this week, I walked by, and my seven-year-old had taken a crayon. And just made an X. X marks the spot, I guess. I don't know. And he just made a little X with a crayon. And I walked by, and that's not the only mark that's on our walls. There's paint missing and chipping and dents and dings and, and crayon and pencil. And so I walked by the crayon mark that is right there at the very front of our, of our door just about. And, and I said to myself, this is a season. This is only a season. One day I will have beautifully painted walls without any mark or blemish. But for right now, it is just a season. Amen? If you're the mom here today or dad of of little kids, let me just tell you, it is a diaper bag toting, minivan loading, Chick-fil-A eating, Disney moving, watching season. 
but it's just a seasons. Season, right? Seasons come and seasons go. And just like there's natural seasons, and I'm not just talking about the, the seasons that, that dictate the weather. I'm talking about the seasons even listed in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Just like there are natural seasons. Listen to this. This is so important. There are spiritual seasons. There are spiritual seasons of our lives. And last week I talked to you that during this series, I want to talk to you about four different seasons and talk to you about how to navigate the seasons. Because if you don't know how to navigate a season, watch this, if you don't know how to navigate a season, a season will turn into a cycle. And what was only supposed to last a few months in your life can turn into a few years or even a few decades. Because the seasons become cycles. You can't seem to find your way out. Life just becomes a treadmill. And you just keep going around the same bush over and over. And you can't seem to get out of it. You feel like you're stuck. You are in a rut. And suddenly, this is the new normal. This is my life. What God intended to only be a season, now you seem stuck in. So I want to talk to you about four different ones over the next few weeks. I want to talk to you about shifting seasons, seasons where change is taking place. I want to talk to you about dry seasons where you can't seem to hear the voice of God in your life. I want to talk to you about the night seasons, the seasons where it seems so painful, seasons of loss and hurt. And then I want to talk to you about waiting seasons, Seasons where it just seems like you are on hold. I want to talk to you about those aren't the only seasons. Those just seem to be the most difficult seasons. All right. Can we talk about those seasons? What you're going to need as you go through those seasons is you're going to need discernment. Discernment. In fact, you are going to need discernment more than you need anything else. And if you're a parent here today, let me just tell you, you have got to have discernment. It is not an option. You cannot live without it. Because if you're going to transition, if you're going to learn how to recognize the season you're in and how one begins and one ends, you're going to have to have discernment. And here's what discernment is. Discernment is the ability to see beyond the natural and into the supernatural. It's when you could see behind the curtain, right? As you could see that, that things are not what they appear in the natural. You're actually seeing into the supernatural. It's discernment. It helps you make the choices. It helps you determine right and wrong. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, the writer is writing and he actually says this. He says that, Solid food is for the mature who, through, watch this, reason of use. In other words, that means constant use. The NIV says constant use. Who, through constant use, have had their senses exercised so that they can, what? Discern between good and evil. So the Bible is saying that discernment is a mark of maturity. Maturity. To be able to discern right and wrong, to be able to hear the right voices, make the right choices. We're talking about that some today. When my wife and I were youth pastors, there was a young lady that was in our church and, and she was attending and we knew her parent. Uh, she was living with her mom and she'd asked to spend the night 
at a friend's house. And the mom came to us later telling us this story and said, something in me just said, don't do it. Don't allow her to do it. Don't allow her to spend the night. I had a check in my spirit. Anybody ever have one of those? Just kind of a check in your spirit. Just this flag that goes up. What is that? That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And at that moment, you can exercise discernment to make the right choice. She said, and the Holy Spirit said to me, don't allow it. Don't do it. And she didn't listen. And that night, her 16-year-old daughter lost her virginity to the friend's older brother. And she came to us to tell this story, and she said, I wish I would have listened. You see, it is vital that we have discernment. And it is through constant use, learning to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit that helps us transition from one season to another season, learning to recognize when one is ending and another one is beginning. And whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, listen to me very carefully, you are in a season. You're in a season. You're in a season. So I want to talk to you today about a particular season. I want to talk to you about shifting seasons. Shifting seasons. These, this is a season where God is about to bring change into your life. It's a shifting season. It's, it's where God's going to bring change and, and you're going to have you know, a, a different focus, a different purpose. It doesn't mean that you're going to transition in career or location, geography. It just means change is coming on some level. God did this to me several years ago. I didn't switch careers. I didn't switch jobs. It was just about three years ago. God brought a major change into my life. I was recognizing that I was walking into a new season, and I saw it happening. I saw it happening. I had discernment. And so I had to understand God was shifting me. He was reprioritizing my life. He was bringing change into my life. And I had to recognize this is the season, right? Bill Hybels in his book, Simplify, he said this, you aren't in your current season by accident. God's hand is in it and there is a purpose to his activity. What does he want to teach you during this unique, never to be exactly repeated season? Because he wants to teach you something. You are in your season, and you're not in it by accident. You're in it by divine purpose. So let's talk about shifting seasons, how to navigate it, because you don't want to live your life where there is a lot of activity, watch this, but no movement. I said, you don't want to live your life where there's a lot of activity. Oh, I'm busier than I've ever been, but there's no movement forward. This year looks like last year, which looks like the year before, which looks like the year before. We're busy, we're moving, but we're not moving forward. And so let's talk about how do we recognize when God is bringing change in our life. Number one is this, discern the difference between what to let go of and what to keep. I said you have to discern the difference between what to let go of and what to keep. What to let go of. You know, there are several TV shows that, that I like that my family hates. 
I mean, when I put it on, they go, would you stop? Would you turn that off? And they're usually like surgery shows where they show you slicing somebody. I don't know why. I, you know, anybody else? Just, I, that's just me. I just kind of like it. I'm like, Cindy, you got to see this. Cindy, you got to see this. She's like, no, it's gross. I don't want to see it. I'm like, yeah, but look at that. Oh, God. You know, it's just it's like a train wreck. I can't look away. But there's another show that I like. It's, it's called Hoarders Buried Alive. Anybody ever see Hoarders Buried Alive? I don't know what it is. I just love those shows. And I, I watch them, and I, and I always try to, like, figure out what's going on in their world. And, and you could take all of the hoarders, and, and you could almost say this, almost without exception, because there are some, they just can't, they just don't clean. I, I don't have a file for those, but I, I, I don't get it. But most of the hoarders fall into this other category where they just cannot let go. They can't let go. They buy something, never use it, and you say, well, why don't you throw this away? Why don't you give this away? Why don't you transition this? And they just can't seem to let go. And let me tell you, if you are going to allow change into your life, you've got to learn to let go. Huh? I heard somebody say this. They said, if people can walk away from you, let them walk. I rewound it. Played it again. Woo, I feel that. If people can walk away from you, let them walk. Let them walk. Let some things go. Some people need to leave your life. And there are those that have just this this inability to let go. They want to cling. They want to hold on to relationships and They want to hold on to things. They want to hold on to habits. They want to hold on to a way of thinking. And God is saying, listen, you cannot bring the old thinking, the old habits, the old disciplines into the new thing that I have for you. I've got a new season for you. But it can't can't happen if you're going to hold on to the old. You don't pour new wine into old wineskins, the Bible says. And he has something new for you, but you've got to be willing to let go of some things, including people, relationships, huh? Mentalities, mindsets. Think about this. The children of Israel, watch this. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, the children of Israel had left slavery and they were on their way to the promised land. And Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 2 says this. It was an 11-day journey that turned into 40 years. 40 years. It was 11 days from Mount Sinai to Canaan. 11 days. And it turned into 40 years. Now, I've been lost before. But I ain't never been that lost. I mean, you talk about lost. (laughs) That is lost. You're going around the same cactus, the same bush, the same desert snake. I mean, you just see them over and over again for 40 years. And the Bible says that God actually would not allow a generation to go in. Why? Because he had something new and they were clinging to the old. 
they still had a slave mentality. They had a lack of faith. They had unbelief. You cannot bring that into the new. You have to be willing to let go of all of that. So my question to you today is, what is God saying for you to let go of? What do you have to let go of? You say, well, pastor, that's, that's my buddy, that's my chum, that's my pal. No, it's not. No, they're not. They're not. And, and the way of thinking has to go. And so you have, to, you have to be willing to say, even today, God is speaking to somebody and saying, hey, let it go. Let it go. You can't bring it in. In, in Luke chapter 19, Jesus visits the house of a guy named Zacchaeus. And he says to Zacchaeus, hey, I'm coming to your house. Zacchaeus brings Jesus into his house. And then watch this. Without any prompting from Jesus that we see in the scriptures, Jesus like says nothing. Zacchaeus voluntarily says this. Half of my goods I'm going to give to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will restore to them what I've cheated them out of. And listen, that was everything that he had. He got almost all of it by cheating. By stealing. And Jesus said, today, watch this, salvation has come to your house. There is a new season that is about to be in your life, Zacchaeus. I'm bringing you into a new season. And Zacchaeus is saying, the money that I'm stolen can't go with me into the season. Now, God's not speaking to you necessarily about money. (laughs) Unless you have stolen, maybe God is speaking to you. Shame on you. But what are you trying to drag? Hear me now. What are you just holding on to? What are we refusing to let go of? I've seen young men that just can't let go of adolescence. And they're trying to bring it in. God's God's trying to open up this great big season. And they're just holding and clinging on to the adolescence. And they can't seem to let it go. God says, let it go. Let it go. What is God telling you right now you have to let go of? And then the second thing is this. Discern the difference between right and wrong voices. Discern the difference between right and wrong voices. I said this last week. Wrong voices don't always sound wrong. Boy, that's the challenge that we face. They don't always sound wrong. They sound sometimes like the well-meaning friend. They sound sometimes like, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Huh? And, and God's saying, no, that's the wrong voice. It's the wrong voice. You see that woman that I told you about earlier whose daughter spent the night and ended up losing her virginity that night. There was one voice that said, don't do it. Don't do it. Put your foot down and say no. And I'm sure there was another voice that was saying, oh, why not? I mean, after all, if you say no, they're just going to fight with you. They're just going to argue with you. You're just going to look like the bad mom. Go ahead, be the good mom. Huh? Say yes. What, what harm? I mean, after all, they go to church. Come on now. 
and she listened to the wrong voice. The Holy Spirit was saying, don't. The difference between the right and the wrong voice. Let me ask you this question. Who is speaking into your life? Who's speaking into your life? Who do you meet with on a regular basis? Who have you given permission? Who have you invited to speak into your life? Right? Whoever has your ear has your future. And whatever informs you, forms you. Did you hear me now? Whatever informs you, forms you. Wrong voices, wrong choices. We have to learn how to listen. Let me tell you, here's one of the challenges. The challenge is we don't allow people to speak into our life. I meet on a monthly basis with two men that are way smarter than me. Bishop Tony Miller and Dr. Bob Abrison, I meet with them every month. Just allow them to speak into my life. One of them, I have to do it by computer. We, have to, we do a, a, a video chat because they live thousands of miles away. But, but it's so valuable to me that I will do anything to allow the right voice into my life. And I know that when I'm faced with a major decision, I never make that decision on my own. Never. Never. I've never made a major decision concerning this church, my life, without first consulting with the right voice. I've had people in this church, I have seen them come and I have seen them go. And I've seen them walk away, move to other locations, and never ever ask anyone for advice, wisdom, counsel, or anything. We had a couple in this church, they were getting involved and they were coming in and plugging in. I didn't see them for a couple weeks and, and suddenly we saw them on social media in another state. And they said, oh yeah, we moved to another state. You didn't, you didn't, they didn't tell us, they didn't talk to us, they didn't counsel, nothing. They just, well, he got a job offer, we, we just packed up and moved. Gone. Here one week, gone the next. And we said, what happened? Why would you make a major move like that and not counsel with somebody? Let me ask you this. Who's speaking into your life? This is why small groups are so valuable. Can I just give you a plug? Come on now. Ladies, Mondays and Wednesdays, guys, Tuesdays and Thursdays. This is why they're so valuable because they give you the opportunity for people to speak into your life. People from different backgrounds, from different educations, different perspectives. And I'm not saying they're all the voice of God, the voice of wisdom in your life. You have to discern, right? We just said this, discern right and wrong voices. But you at least have to have somebody speaking. And let me tell you, it's Father's Day, and guys, we are the worst. We're the worst. That's why they wandered 40 years in the desert, because a man was in charge of that thing. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to ask for directions, no way, no how. Moses, I think we're lost. No, we're not. No, that, 
That's not how it happened, but you know, it's a funny joke. Listen, guys, you've got to allow people to speak into your life. You had better run. You had better do everything you can to get to a place where you say, okay, speak to me. And I'm not saying that, that whatever they say is absolutely God's will, God's direction for your life, but at least you give them the opportunity to speak into your life. Huh? Listen, let me ask you this. Are you ready for change? Are you really ready for change? Then you need to allow people into your life. When the devil wants to distract you, he brings people into your life. But guess what? Watch this. When God wants to increase you, he brings people into your life. You say, I guess I'm stuck with people. Yes, you are stuck with people. (laughs) When the devil wants to distract you, man, he brings people into your life. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. But when God wants to increase you, guess what he does? He brings people into your life. So you have to discern right voices from wrong voices. So let me ask you two questions and I'm going to close out today. The first question is this. What do you need to let go of? Just what do you need to let go of? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that is making you stop? What is it that God is saying? You can't bring that into a new season. You have to let go of that. You have to get rid of it. You have to remove it. And the second question is this, is who's speaking into your life? Who is it? Who is it that's given you counsel? Who is it that you have given entrance and said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm facing some situations. I feel like God's just gonna transition me. I feel like change is coming. I feel like God's got something new for me. I need to hear God's voice. Now, would you talk to me? Because God often talks to us through wise counsel, through others. 